you've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of May 24th, Memorial Day 2020. This is episode Rewound 154. From that slightly opening up city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. Stretching my wings in 9226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are still continuing the quarantine chronicles from remote distances, meaning AJ's recording from his house, I'm recording from my house. And we are continuing the conversation about life here in Bellingham and big shout out of appreciation uh, for all those who have given their lives in defense of uh, this country and for all those who have been in active duty. We uh, salute you from this as you all are aware of the Bellingham podcast. Couldn't have said it better, Chris. How are we doing? I could say it a lot better, but it was kind of off the off the cuff, uh, but I'm doing just fine. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to have a three-day weekend. Uh, personally and professionally, I need a break. Uh, I wish it wasn't because of, of remembering so many people who gave their lives so that I can yammer uh, on a microphone for 154 episodes, but uh, very thankful for what we've got. How about you, AJ? How are you doing? Feeling thankful and also feeling thankful that it is a three-day weekend. Just wish it was on a better subject, but yes. yeah. And uh, it, for those of you who tuned into the previous episode in your podcast feed, uh, you heard an outstanding interview uh, that AJ had with the Hosa Hot Sauce uh, Company. And uh, golly, that was a, a great interview. I was unfortunately, you know, in parts unknown, in classified uh, conditions, uh, black ops, if you will, because that's my favorite color. But uh, to Andy and Jacob, the uh, fine stewards of uh, the Hosa Hot Sauce, uh, well done. Great to have you part of our Bellingham podcast story. Thanks for joining us. And if I may, you are the goods, uh, <laughs> unlike AJ's attempt to try to imitate me, but not just because of the cool hot sauce and the minimalist ingredients, but also you invoke the name Megadeth. Megadeth! That, you, you get a tip of my hat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, great job, AJ. That was a good interview. Yeah, that was just serendipity, dude. That I, kind of bummer that uh, you know you were you were kind of decommissioned last week. But um, yeah, if you if you're listening to this and you're going, why is this 154? Well, wasn't last week 155? That was because uh, Chris and I were just busy, couldn't record, and I had planned it for 155. And quite frankly, I didn't want to re-record the intro, so it just stood. There we go. <laughs> And you know what? Money back guarantee for all of these podcasts, right? <laughs> Money back guarantee. You get what you paid for. And last time I checked, our show is free. So yes, exactly. Uh, moving on. Uh, but anyway, uh, big shout out to Hosa, even on this episode too. Um, I was thinking, you know, with their with their minimalist name that they chose, you know, hot sauce and make it Hosa. We should we should call this Bell Pod. Uh, Bell Pod. If we really want <laughs> Bell Pod. B Pod. Pod, that's it. it with, a, with the umlauts on the O, like with the double umlauts. Yep, that's right. Uh, anyway, um, in this current season that we're in in Washington State, uh, masks are in, if you will. And uh, both AJ and I may have mentioned it on a previous episode, but uh, there's a wonderful manufacturer of uh, backpacks and other carry goods uh, down south, I believe in Seattle, uh, named Tom Bean, B-I-H-N. Well, guess what? They're now in the mask making business. And I uh, threw down on a, on a paltry, unlucky 13 bucks to get a lucky mask that was in all black 
Love Same it. Here. And, you know, and to uh, Arlene, uh, the lady who made my uh, original mask, uh, I still enjoy it. Thank you very much. Uh, but this reusable cloth face mask, it, it's, it's a really cool thing Tom Bean's doing because when you buy one, they give one away. Uh, yeah. To, well, is, who, did, who did they say they were giving them away to? They give them to uh, for, uh, frontline workers in, in healthcare. Uh, I don't know if yeah. they specified exactly whom, but it, yeah, it's it just you get one uh, for 13 bucks and part of those proceeds go to them making one for frontline workers. So, I mean, it was it was a, you know, get one for you and get one for the frontline. That's really cool. Yeah. And did we mention it's in all black? Yes. Oh, you can get it in blue. You can get it in blue. My wife got Fair hers enough. in blue. So navy, I believe, is the color. Fair enough, but uh, the, for me, there is no other color. So uh, check out TomBean.com. Black is a shade. It's not a color. It's a shade. It's it's what we throw each other every now and then. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, what else be going on around Bellingham for you? Just two things. Uh, so one via KGMI, and this was this dated back to May thirteenth. Just be on the lookout if you're. I mean, we've talked about you know if you're getting out on the trails and stuff. Uh, apparently, there was a cougar sighting in our our neck of the woods. And we're not talking about someone from Washington State, uh, for that matter. This is the wah, 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 wah. no, yes. this is not a yeah, yeah, no, no wazoo here. No, um, a local state uh, game warden confirmed that there was a, a cougar sighting right here in Bellingham. And the the reason why I wanted to bring it up is one of the reports came in from uh, Whatcom Falls Park, which, given that it's a three day weekend and families, I just wanted to bring it up on the show. Should you be, you know, taking the kiddos out and stuff, and if you're walking around the falls, just keep an eye out. Um, you know make sure your spider senses are on uh just in case as uh, my wife and i walk our dog uh frequently around our area which is eh, a hop skip and a jump away from walking falls but you know around the zone if you will uh, my head is on a proverbial swivel uh because we've got a cute little dog who is a a, <laughs> a definite target for uh animals such as the coogs if you will so just be uh, be aware out there keep listening i don't have both AirPods in your ears. Keep one open just to be able to hear uh, what might be coming. Yep. And the other thing is, is actually just, I don't want to say breaking news because we're not a news show, but if we were, we do it a heck of a lot better. Start uh, starting today, which uh, Chris and I are recording here on on May twenty second. Uh, if you're in if you're here in Whatcom County, there is a directive from um, Whatcom County stating that uh, everyone in the county is directed to wear a face covering of some sort, whether you're indoors or outdoors and uh, for public spaces, and um, and also keeping your your six feet distance and such. Uh, I have a link in the show notes if you want to actually see the directive because that just came out uh, earlier today, at this time of this recording. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just to be able to be a conscientious neighbor to all those around us, uh, that would be a great uh, thing to do. And uh, depending on what kind of mask you got, you can uh, jazz it up with my favorite color of black. <laughs> so, yeah, that that, about, that wraps up our, our local-ish segment for uh, for the episode. At least. But we do we do have something of, of other Bellingham interest. Yep. Uh, it's the podcast B-I-N-G-O, at least the, <laughs> how the Bellingham podcast calls it this way. Yeah. So uh, we started this bit two episodes ago, and this is where Chris and I are putting together a little local bingo board of our favorite restaurants and uh, places to get good grub that we hope that you're supporting your local local food industries and stuff by keeping them, uh, throwing them some cashola, should you be, are a, should you be able to in your budget uh, before going to the big chain type of places to get your grub. Uh, Chris, what do you got for this week? 
Uh, my bingo card is in the B column, uh, B42, and the B stands for, boy, this is tasty. Uh, there's a place that used to be known as the Grace Cafe on Sunset mm -hmm. Square, as you take a hairpin turn type on James Street, uh, blasting by Sunset Square. It's now called the Latitude Kitchen and Bar. They are a drive through uh, in this current era. Uh, tasty food, I had the American Kobe Burger, uh, and it was darn tasty and um, just really, really friendly folks at the drive through window on their website. Uh, and do be careful about joining or clicking on their website. It's currently HTTP. It doesn't have the S in there. So some web browsers may balk at that. Uh, but yeah. you know what? Latitude is uh, specializing in food as opposed to web design. However, on their front page, I happen to spy that on Monday night, kids eat free for every $12 that you purchase for food. They can, you can receive a, any one kid's meal for free. What a great deal to be able to take care of your kiddo uh, and some, get some excellent grub as well. So um, there's an online menu that we got a link to for the love of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall drink and eat in this case. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to be able to check out Latitude Kitchen and Bar, AJ, where is your restaurant bingo spot? Well, mine is going to be F18, F18. Uh, there is no F in bingo. <laughs> in ours, we are. We have a lot of kitchens we're going to plug, buddy. Get um, the F out. It's either B-I-N-G-O. <laughs> see, see this, is, this is how we keep our show clean, see, as we use letters. I think it should be in the I column for what you got going on. But anyway, please continue. We'll, we'll do the I column. I was doing F for Fairhaven because I'm still down uh, on, on South Bellingham here. So... I is going to Iron Rooster. They're about two doors down from uh, the first pick that I had, which is Magdalena's Crepery. Uh, and the Iron Rooster, well, first of all, they're the goods. Second of all, they are doing a door pickup uh, service. So they've got a menu. Uh, if you go to their website, it's just going to say to go to their social media, whether that be the Facebook or Instagram with the most accurate and updated information. They do have a menu published for May 23 and May 24 for this weekend. Get there early. If they say they open their door at 10 a.m., which I know they do, you better get there about 15 minutes or so beforehand because I will tell you, we went there for Mother's Day weekend because my wife wanted one thing and one thing alone, and that was the best pano chocolate that's croissant with chocolate in the center, and Iron Roosters got it in spades. So we went down, and they, they said they opened up their doors on t uh, at 10 o'clock. We were there at like, I don't know, 9.50, Chris. There was a line all the way back to the inn at Fairhaven. I can imagine uh, based on the quality and the of, of the food available. Uh, and, you know, when you're talking about bakery, hey, mm. we're, we're, we're in Fairhaven to be able to do that. I got an idea, though, if I might propose a potential might. plan. Okay. Because I'm always thinking about the single folks in, in, in listening in. If you were to go take a you know, park over by Village Books and uh, Big Love Juice and Oven Pizza and stuff like that, kind of in that uh, Fairhaven zone, take the Taylor Dock Walk over yeah. to uh, Boulevard, get some steps in in the morning. Let's just say 830 because it's a nice hour stroll. Uh, when you come back or where you when you reemerge, you'll have enough time to stand in line and you will have worked on another uh, as enough calories to be able to indulge in the Iron Rooster Bakery goods. 
uh, that they have <laughs> offered. Just an idea to be able to compensate for that deliciousness. Uh, no, totally, and it is it's delectable. Like I said, their 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 ch- panna chocolate is is by far uh, I, the best that we've had this side of our our country. There there's some other places around our our United States that my wife and I have been to that have comparable to 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 Paris. They're pretty close there. I, I would say they're, they're, you know, nine out of 10. Um, so like I said, if you're, if you're craving, if you, if your comfort food comes in a baked good, take a look at uh, iron rooster down in Fairhaven. They're, they're the goods. And if you also have any kind of comfort uh, food, you might be uh, wanting to listen to some uh, fabulous tunes over the air uh, at KMRE, a 102.3 FM dial here in Bellingham. And they're community power, and they're also streaming at kmre.org. You read my mind, Chris. I know. I'm hungry. Once I get pastry goods on the brain. Oh, by the way, uh, I I happen to do a little bit of spying on uh, various social media outlets. No, I'm not really doing a lot of social media for a reason. We could talk about that later. But I heard that there's a sign outside of the door of a fabulous place here in town that they might be reopening June 1st at 6 a.m. What is this? Lafine's Donuts. <gasps> Lafine's Donuts. Lafine's. The best yes. donuts in town because everybody uh, else is it, gone. Yes, but uh, I heard, I you know, depending on when you're listening to this, a wonderful selection. Oh my goodness, 6 a.m. You might see a friendly voice there. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a groggy eye and no caffeine getting your a daily fix of the donuts uh but okay. yeah, coming soon okay so uh this next bit is uh what's going on at home or at our home offices currently for me chris i finally got in so i've got my full wireless setup i've got my my wireless headphones um i've got my my wireless keyboard which i absolutely love which was the logitech that we talked about last episode that you and i chatted and then uh, oh. I, I finally, I finally got the replacement mouse to that O motion that kind of wiggied out on me. Uh, and I got the uh, the Logitech Pro, which is also branded the M720 Triathlon. And boy, howdy, Chris! I feel like this. I got the Ferrari of mice, if that's a thing. <laughs> the Cadillac of mice. The, the Maserati of mousing. Okay, that is All that right. is what this is. The ergonomics of it are pretty good. Um, it's got like a, a side groove for your thumb so that your 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 hand is you know elevated at proper ergo. Blah blah blah. But the thing that kill that this thing just totally kills is the fact that you have all these customizable buttons. Like there's a, they have what's called their um, gesture button. So you actually press this side button that you can barely even see and you can pull down and that will act like swipes from your laptop. So if you're doing on the Mac, like reveal your desktop or on a PC, you wanna show what your active apps are. You can program that based off of click, drag, click, drag up, click, drag right, click, drag left. Um, which I didn't know was a thing and it's really helpful. There's um, a series of uh, three buttons across the side above your thumb, uh, which you can use as like your forward and back buttons for browsing, but who does that? Instead, I have them programmed for screenshots because of our industry that we're in. So I can quickly do a screenshot capture um, by clicking one of the buttons. The other button I have set up so that it will um, show my desktop so I can access my files really fast. And the last one is, again, it's a pairing. So you can pair this to three different devices simultaneously. including iOS. I tested it on the new iOS that uh, allows for uh, mice um, and using a mouse on an iOS device is kind of cool. 
but uh, it also has a, a, I'll call it a clutch wheel, where you can push this button down and it will free spin the, ma uh, the, the mouse wheel as opposed to having it stopped with clicks, um, mm. which is something that's nice for design work. The other thing that I'll throw this out, and this was the other reason why, as much as I love the aesthetic of like low free and all the other cool mechanical keyboards that I was kind of trying to get into, the thing that Logitech does really well is the software support. Their Logitech Options app is what they call it, uh, has this cool feature called Flow. Uh, it gives you the customizability for the, the buttons and stuff. But what, uh, what it also does is if you have cross-platform, like you and I typically do, we have a Mac and a PC doing our work, mm -hmm. it is a pain to switch. Or if you have to drag, if you're trying to move files between things and you're on, it, it's, a, it's a pain. What Flow allows you to do is you can map the Bluetooth to both the devices because it has three channels. So as you switch between the devices, Flow will notice that you're moving to the left or to the right of your main uh, your main computer and auto toggle to that next display so it's almost fluid. You can go from one screen on a Mac to a PC screen and you can copy and paste files. So it kind of has like AirDrop if you're used to Mac OS. I basically can move Mac and PC files through my Wi-Fi just by copy and paste and Logitech knows where it goes. It's It's really been helpful with my workflow. Sounds like it can be a great enhancer to many uh, work from home uh, setups. How much uh, ballpark, depending on where you might locate it, uh, would this M720 triathlon uh, run someone? Uh, it's it's a, like I said, it's the Maserati, in my opinion, of mice. It was ah, about so 30 to 40 can... bucks. Okay, well, that's that's reasonable, yeah. I would say, yeah. for, a, for a mouse standpoint. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it was about, I think it was like 35 bucks or something like that. Uh, it runs on Bluetooth or it does have its, uh, it does have the ability for Logitech's unified receiver. If you're in that ecosystem, uh, I'm not, I just use it over Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, what about you, Chris? What's new in your home office? Got my uh, standing desk pretty much uh, locked in with all the accessories. I got a little bit of a, you know, cable management system here. I'm really enjoying uh, just how things are set up. I'm very deliberate and minimal and uh, draconian about what is allowed to be put on my <laughs> work surface. Um, if I if I bring something on there, it you know I take it off. It's just it, I got it in an eight hour standing desk. Didn't think I could do that, but uh, with a uh, carpeted floor and yes. uh, the right angle for my. Uh, six foot three frame. I have everything set up and, you know, no carpal tunnel threats. It's just working nicely. So not too many uh, toys or, or gadgets or things uh, per se, but uh, you know, just enjoying uh, the workspace that I currently have uh, yeah. here in the uh, quasi office zone in my home. So um, yeah, you know, and I, I think that would lead into uh, nicely as far as some new things that uh, caught our eye in the, since the last recording we did, you know, have this workspace and I often will write things down for lists, things to remember just because of uh, the, the surface and the surface space that I have. I happen to, yeah, I've mentioned this fellow in the past. His name is Patrick Roan. He is one of my uh, influences, a fabulous fellow from Minnesota. He's written six books. He's got successful websites, one of which is called thecramped.com, cramped as in past tense. Um, the Cramped is a writing 
site, a writing blog site about the analog side of things. And he happened to, you know, once again, take that sledgehammer, like that Gallagher sledgehammer in the carnival and slam it down. And that, that little thing went up to the top and ding the bell. It was, it was a dead shot, awesome essay. It's called please print a journaling rant. And pretty much, you know, uh, the, the gist of it, it's about a five minute read as are most essays. But what resonated with me is that as we, as he mentioned, we are documenting or journaling our experiences in this 2020 pandemic. Mm -hmm. And if you want to share this information with future generations or your grandkiddos, when that time comes, should that occur, you may, you may not want to be doing this in a digital format. Why? Because per Patrick's sage wisdom, a lot of old technology is no longer compatible and no longer accessible. Uh, he made mention to having a lot of his writings on zip disks. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Uh, iOmega called, they want their zip disks back. And uh, basically, you know, the apps that we have do you think they'll be around in 20 years? Do you think they'll be around in 10 years? So as we Do you are, think they'll be there after the, the lockdowns? Can uh, we go that's back to a very normal? good thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these uh, apps that are making the headlines that we might be downloading and using, will they stand the test of time? Here's something that'll stand the test of time, boys and girls, paper and ink. And <laughs> while we've talked about this before, um, it's, it finally you know, hit me as like, okay, I've been a data hoarder. I collect so much data and so many articles, so many pieces of inf information to be able to transfer them onto something that can be around for a long time, good quality paper, good quality ink. Uh, this is the new project to be able to you know, just take a little bit out of the Apple Notes repository uh, ad nauseum and put that onto a nicely formatted, I have to be deliberate in using my best penmanship, which normally is, is horrible, but it gives me a practice in uh, taking time to make sure I'm spelling everything correctly and you know within the margins, if you will. So sure. great article and I've, I've got a couple links to what I'm currently using. Uh, I really like the simplicity, even though it's not my favorite color, uh, Midori has an MD grid notebook, A5 size, which is pretty much five by eight or so, uh, but it is white, which is great because this is the, you know, the opposite of my black uh, thing life. I always invest in things that are black, but this one is a beautiful notebook and with some Staedtler pigment liner pens. I go for the 0.3 millimeter version because mm -hmm. I like to write small and I'm left-handed and it doesn't smear when I, uh, right across the page. So uh, anyway, that's what I've been uh, really diving into as coming up for a summer project. Let me get rid of all the digital clutter that I've been saving and let's put it into uh, paper format so I can review it and enjoy it later on. AJ, turn the page on my rant. What are you uh, seeing that's kind of new in your life? I just have two things. Uh, one is it's actually a, a reboot of something that we mentioned on our show probably 50, 60, 70 episodes back. It's, a, it's an American-based company called Trellis & Co. 
And Trellis and Coates, a family-owned business um, by a, a bioengineer living on a homestead in somewhere in the re remotest areas of the lower 48. Uh, Trellisandcompany.com. I mentioned them before as a I bought their um, their cold brew coffee kit. Um, a buddy of mine in front of the show, Dan, he uh, he got me kind of hooked up on um, like cold brew and toddy coffees and stuff. And so I, I got this original kit where it's basically this meshing that you sit into a big i think it's like a uh, what is it 2000 milliliter uh, ball canning jar so the big i don't remember how many pints that is it's several several pint glasses uh ball canning jar and you set that in there and you put your grinds in there and you set it overnight and that would make your cold brew well um lately i've been kind of shifting away from cold brew to just doing iced tea uh, just because it's you know, I, I, I've just been in a tea mood. Maybe I'm harnessing my other, uh, another uh, friend of the show, Dan over in the UK. Maybe I'm, I'm harnessing my inner, inner British uh, personality here. But um, so I, basically, if you take this, this kit, um, this cold brewing kit, all you need to do is just swap out the grinds with your loose leaf tea. And so I've been, I've been taking several of my loose leaf teas, whether it's from um, uh, here at Wonderland Teas here in Bellingham or uh, Granville Island. When you and I went up there and we got several mm -hmm. pounds of tea from Granville Island up in, in yes, DC. Uh, you just throw I in the, the jar kit that, that they supply. I basically take one heaping teaspoon of loose leaf tea and then uh, sweeten to taste, whether that's honey or if you're doing succinant or sugar or whatever, um, and just let it brew for about, you know, five minutes at the most because you don't want it to get it bitter. Take that entire metal strainer straight out of the jar, top it off with some extra water, cap it, throw it in your fridge and let it chill. And you got, you know, basically uh, iced tea on tap, as it were. Um, and so that, that's just my recommendation is if you've, if you've been trying to, a lot of people have been doing a lot of homemade stuff like homemade bread making and homemade kombucha and all this other jazz. If you just want something simple or you don't know where to start with the whole homemade craze right now. And if you like tea, start with just making iced tea. So that, that's kind of my first recommendation. I actually had a chance to sample uh, some of uh, Granddad AJ's right. uh, tea uh, on, a, on a sunny Saturday uh, afternoon in recent uh, memory, and it was darn tasty. Uh, served to me in the little tiny mason jars or the little uh, you know, yeah. mason glasses. Uh, it, it, there's a little bit of a personal touch. I think that's what the theme that we're touching uh, base on now in this episode or an underlying theme, the Hosa Hot Sauce uh, Fellas, uh, you know, that's the customized, personalized batch, if, if you will. Uh, same thing with uh, Granddad AJ's Iced Tea. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, your product name for you, baby. Granddad's Iced Tea. Uh, that's yeah. Right. So uh, get off my lawn, Chris. Stay six feet away. So I, I was and I was tasting <laughs> were, it six feet away. Yes. <laughs> Hence why the mason jar. I even brought it to you capped. Uh, so so anyway, the the other the other recommendation I have is, um, you know, I mentioned a couple episodes back that uh, the uh, the Washington State Parks Foundation does every month this like, you know, Washington camp in where um, they have a live stream where usually there's uh, programmatic activities on this live stream for like kids and families. And it just encourages you to get out, um, whether that's, you know, going on a trail hike or pitching a tent in the backyard or front yard or wherever. And so kind of dovetailing back into that, because I am Mr. Get the heck out. I just want to, if, if you're looking for a cool family activity and this, this actually harvens back to a, a story, um, 
for my childhood. Um, I had a buddy of mine, Scott, he uh, used to have, he was really big into wanting to find, you know, like any, any other kid out in the woods. We wanted to go find like treasure, right? So at a young age, his, his uh, folks hooked him up with uh, the big burly metal detectors of yesteryear, the ones with the big flying saucer on the bottom and took like six double triple D batteries and weighed like a bajillion pounds. And I think we found like one bottle cap that entire summer. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, if that is your impression of metal detectors, you are greatly, greatly out of date. Um, I found this company called MineLab, M-I-N-E-L-A-B, all one word, and they have the series of metal detectors called GoFind, and I specifically got my my kiddo the GoFind 11. Uh, it's collapsible, it's super lightweight, so much so that my my three and a half going on four year old can can carry this thing and go beep beep with it. Um, although he prefers to dig. So I, I've been dad's been beep beeping it and he's been digging. But um what's cool he's closer <laughs> to the ground. It's great. I don't bend over, yes. it's great. So what's cool about this GoFind series is the fact that it is collapsible and it's adjustable. So if you have littles, this is something that they can grow into later. You're not buying a toy, it's a legit metal detector. Um, we took it down to the lake and just on the shore and lo and behold he found two sets of keys that were going to be turning into Whatcom County's um you know uh lost and found because they're legitimate like one's a key to like an apartment the other one's like to a safety deposit box or something um we found bottle caps and junk just like you know when treasure hunting dad here goes into the rivers and lakes and dives for treasure and just pulls up junk so he's he's kind of getting into the ethos of like hey if you're out in the outdoors you know, humans are disgusting. If you can clean it up and if you can find treasure, cool, you know, like, so if you're looking for a fun activity and, you know, if you're not the camping type or maybe you listen to the show and you're just like, yeah, I don't have a tent or I can't pitch a tent because I'm in downtown Bellingham. That would look weird. Um, Hey, maybe, maybe find one of these lightweight collapsible, um, metal detectors. This one was like just a little bit, a hair over a hundred bucks. Um, and you know, go treasure hunting, you know, and, and just get out and see what beeps underneath your feet. <laughs> Great way of putting it. And with this, uh, you know, the summer season coming up, you got beaches all over the yeah. place, uh, head up North to Birch Bay, head up North to Semiamu. Uh, go check out a place and who knows what you might find. You actually might unearth something of uh, insane value, marketable value, but uh, it, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, d- doubtful, but you can keep that in the back of your mind. I mean, I've been I've been waiting for my, my Indiana Jones moment, Chris. I just haven't had it. Yeah, keep waiting. It, it'll happen soon. Uh, don't worry, they're hot shot. It'll be fine. <laughs> but it's a great idea for the kiddos to get them uh, interested in what might be lurking underneath. Right, right. So yeah, so that that that's my that's my recommendation there. Um, what about our? So this is our last segment, and that is this this part of the podcast is for your quality assurance. <laughs> Absolutely. We, what do you got, I, I like Chris? the bit, I like the intro, but we got to work on it just to get a little bit more. Maybe a musical thing. I don't know. We'll work on that. Uh, <laughs> we got these little sections. Uh, what do I got? I, you know, I, there's. It's been out since 2018. Uh, this book. So. Uh, for a couple of years now, a few years now, I've been following a, a blogger, a photographer named C.J. Chilvers. And C.J. Chilvers originally uh, was a, a, an award-winning author of 
the Van Halen Encyclopedia. And so a whole lot of information about one of my favorite bands. However, he's also a photographer. And in 2018, he uh, compiled a, a number of uh, essays and called it a lesser photographer. And AJ, this may, you know, uh, ring uh, some of your f-stop bells, uh, but it's a great look from a from a practical use what you have. No, um, I want to keep it clean. No guff, uh, a point, uh, you know, approach to uh, photography and actually life in what you're doing. Uh, you know, collecting information is easy, said C.J. Childers. Reviewing and applying information is hard. A lot of Zen, Agreed. a lot of wise information in here. Well, it's in the second edition. There's been some changes and updates, and I'm realizing that you know to purchase an ebook, which is what I which what I did uh, back in 2018. I want to get the analog version, and I want to support a uh, someone on Patreon. That, uh, you know, there's there's other folks on Patreon, not just you, AJ Barce, uh, who can be located <laughs> at patreon.com forward slash AJ Barce. Uh, but he does have a chance for people to sponsor his work. Uh, and I just found that to be a really good, refreshing, it's kind of like the evergreen information. It, it stands yep. the test of time. It's not like Microsoft, or Microsoft Windows XP is uh, the tool that you will need to be able to <laughs> accomplish your <laughs> technology stuff as we're talking about old technology and how that won't be around. A lot of what he uh, talks about, CJ that is, uh, is really evergreen in nature. AJ, how about yourself? Uh, I just have a, a video recommendation, especially for for families. I, I, my, my a lot of my picks are family uh, centered because it is a three day weekend, and I'm just kind of helping those that are, yeah, you know, much like myself that might have a tot that's going a little bit stir crazy. Um, there's a video that I, I I just stumbled upon it, and it's called Pip, and it's it's made it, it's made like a Pixar film, and uh, you you saw a clip of it. And you can find it up on, on the YouTube. Um, and it's made by the Southeastern Guide Dogs Academy group. I'm not too sure what, what their affiliation is. Uh, but it's just about this this little pup and his heroic um, escalade that helped him kind of get through Dog Training Academy. I'll just leave it like that because I don't want to, to spoil it. But uh, the animation is just killer. Like you look at this and you go, this could have been a short from Pixar. And yeah. uh, my tot saw it and man, like for the better part of the morning, he just wanted to be like, you know, a, a super dog type of a thing. And yeah, it's just, just a heartwarming thing. And it's four, four, not even four and a half minutes long and just a, another piece of original content. So I just wanted to throw it out. So I, well, on that quick hit, I think we should probably stick a fork in it. I rhymed. I, I concur, rhymed. doctor. Um, make it so. <laughs> that wraps it up for this 154th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you, you may or may not because we are coming out of lockdown. You might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. We're community powered and they're streaming all over the darn place at KMRE.org. And on that note, have a great three-day weekend, everyone, and stay safe. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thank you once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I miss you. Yeah, it's it's been way too long. We got to find some way to do some distance, a social distancing podcast next episode or something. Yeah.